Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. I am editor Matthew Pellet and I'm joined today by... Games editor Jen Simpkins. And that is it. Uh, it wasn't it because Ben was here and we've just tried to record this twice but we have mic <laughs> problems. So we've booted Ben out because the goat of shame needs to stare... Well, needs to bore holes into his face. I thought that maybe the goat of shame just sort of like evaporated... Like, well, eviscerate him through several walls of the building and he actually just popped out of existence. Right, okay. Um, I mean, that Maybe. was that was from what I saw happen, which was kind of a fizzling um, and, a, and a sort of screaming as if from some ultimate di- dimension. Um, so I, I assume he's gone there. But I mean, you, you say uh, and, he's gone to write something. And but. deservedly so. <laughs> let's, let's be truthful. Um, uh, no, so sadly, uh, this one is without Ben, but the last one was without me. Uh, I should just add that I've been very poor in fact i was off yesterday so i'm you've got about 50 percent of me today listeners i'm afraid Uh, i apologize which is great because i'm just the nonsense i'm gonna spout and i'm 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 normally you know quite excited and enthusiastic about uh video games and you're losing your voice so exactly i'll try not Uh, to out scream you but don't worry like the the podcast everyone will want which is me and ben with no jen i'm sure we can arrange that later on this year um so so look out for that one (laughs) Uh, so, Jen, we always kick off the podcast with what we're playing now. What are you playing now? I'm, I'm playing a mix of things, really. Um, I'm playing a lot of PlayStation VR um, because I splashed out my own headset. I had to. I thought, I'm not going to be carting our, our office one we all share home. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my own one. Well, hang on. You, let me just add something. You say <laughs> the one that we all share. Me, Ben, Milf, we had pre-ordered Actually, PSVR. Yeah. Months and months and months ago. And I ummed and ahed for so, a long time. So we all bought, had one pre-ordered and we all bought one. And admittedly, you got one when someone else decided not to get their pre-order. Yeah, and I was like, gimme. So so when you say, like, we're all sharing the office one, in the office, <laughs> but at home, we all spent 350 quid on that. I, well, yeah. I totally, I totally had to in the end. Because, I mean, I wasn't convinced for a long time because... And, and I think I said to you as well, and it was like the week before it came out. Um, and I was using our, our office one just to review some games in the mag that we're going to talk about in a minute, um, just doing all our VR reviews. Um, but it wasn't until I kind of had it in my house that I was like, oh, I'm going to be really jealous when everyone <laughs> else has their own headset. It just didn't feel real like when I went to it's, events to play yeah, it. I was going to say it's weird because it wasn't like you weren't familiar with yeah. VR. Yeah, oh, I played loads do. of it. You went to E3, mm. you did some stuff in London with Sony. So you'd played stuff and you were already convinced of its power. Completely. But it, was, it wasn't until you got the office one back in your house <laughs> that you realised there'd be a hole in your life were you not to immediately run out and I buy I know, one. and then I genuinely started panicking because there was no way really to get a pre-order. You couldn't pre-order in time to have it come on launch day and I like suddenly was like incensed with rage. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what have I done? I'm not going to have it on launch day and everyone's going to be in the virtual realm. Fortunately, um, our ex-Mr. Trophy, who used to write our Platinum Trophy guides, um, had somehow pre-ordered an extra <gasps> one. That's a spoiler. That's in this <gasps> issue. Some oh my people gosh. might not know. Oh, I've let slip. Oh yeah, RIP Mr. Trophy who's uh mr no fee oh oh come on now 
that's 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 out of order out of order punnage anyway fortunately bought up his pre-order and now i'm having a whale of a time with it i'm playing a lot of thumper okay. um because it's and uh, uh talked about this a little bit before but i find it notably easier um in psvr easy enough to get all less ranked no, on every level unlike somebody uh who shall not be named Go uh, on, name him <laughs> name him jen mr matthew pellet <laughs> has now platinumed thumper uh, and so, so like this sounds like I'm bragging. I'm genuinely not. It's it's really not that tough to get no. platinum in. Oh no 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 to S rank it because it's only based upon the beat pads. Right. It's not based on perfect turns. You're kidding. No no no. It's not based on. Oh. Um, however, there's one exception to that rule. So basically, if if you get every beat pad in that game without missing one, right, then you get an S rank. Yes. And what makes You're it even really? easier? What makes it even easier is that you can restart a chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that section so of you track, restart it. right? So actually, yeah, it's possible to get S ranks, but not get amazing scores because you're resetting chapters. So every time you do that, you lose your three times combo. Oh, I totally get that because um, when we were playing it, I ended up above you, the leaderboards, for the first level. Yeah. level. But you got an A and I got but an S. I got an yeah. A and a higher score mm -hmm. and you had S the whole thing. And I was like, what? And then I, I S'd yeah. it in the end and had a higher score. But you can, that makes sense. You yeah. can just so, S it by, I so guess, playing how. it safe. So you right? S it just by getting the beat pads. Yeah. Which, you know, later on, yeah, some of the pads are uh, tougher to get, but it's not really that bad. You can play it safe, not go for any perfect turns. I like trying to still get perfect turns. Yeah. Um, but there there are loads of extra techniques to get much higher scores, yeah, like yeah, far yeah. higher scores. Br brilliant techniques involving perfect turns and other things, special right. things that you can do during boss battles, ah. secret things. Um, so, so, yeah, it's very much the case that throughout the entire thing, if you just get all the pads... Well, I found uh, you could get an S rank apart from one chapter where I think it is this it is tied to scores I think right I, I don't know what the actual maths behind it is but I think it was like the 18th part of the ninth level or if not the 18th and there or thereabouts I got every pad but I didn't get an S rank so I had to restart the entire huh. level um and it was to do with the scores, you know, you can get high gates and low gates and yes, stuff yeah, that you yeah, smash yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get some of those as well as the pads to get my score high enough to get an S. So I think oh. it might be, I, I was just naturally the way I play with perfect turns and with the high gates and the and the low studs bashing through those. I was I was getting the score I needed anyway to get an S. Right. Um, but I just put it down solely to the beat pads. So so I'm not 100% sure on the, you know, the fineries of, of the scoring system. So mystical. But, um, but yeah, oh, it's a strong game. Oh, it's so good. And it's it's funny you mentioned boss battles as well, because I was talking to you the other day about um, so, uh, Crackhead, who's basically the main antagonist of the yeah, game. He, he comes back at the end of every single stage. Yeah, um, and you kind of have to fight him. He's like this big glowing like hell skull with spikes coming out of the head out of his head basically like swallowing the track you're on um and he is incredible in vr like it's it's funny how vr um sort of makes the experience and the, and and the act of like playing the game which is a very sort of finicky twitch based yeah. reactions game uh easier but also just like the spectacle of um coming up against crackhead for the first time in vr he is massive oh, in VR, it's insane. Like, he's massive i played the entire game through on telly uh and so i knew everything that was coming um but when i put it in the vr mode yeah. for the first time and saw him in vr <laughs> i was like oh my word this is something different they surely i, I want to challenge one of those 
suggestions there. Okay. He isn't swallowing the track. He's regurgitating oh, yeah, the track. Oh, yeah, no, of course. He's because as you're out, moving down, like he's moving away. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's retching it up. Ooh, ooh, vomited from the <laughs> Vomited ooh. from the bowels of Crackhead. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. Yeah, because there's that, there's that boss as well who kind of like spits it out at different angles, yes, right? So it's yeah. kind of harder to tell. Uh, what's coming up but yeah i've been playing a lot of that it's amazing along with smatterings of of regular games like titanfall 2 regular games which regular. is incre there's incredible there's very little regular about titanfall 2 if oh, we're being honest oh my goodness like the sales have been <laughs> terrible by all accounts yeah um but hopefully it's going to be like a real slow burner yeah and word of mouth is gonna get around i, I say like I'm, I'm going by like having sat there listening to you mm -hmm. and Ben and other people in the office evangelise this game. I've been deep in Skyrim for yeah. a review, so I've not had a chance yet to play Titanfall 2. Um, but I'm familiar with the first game when it was on Xbox One, uh, and I always wanted it to come to PlayStation, and I was really chuffed when it was announced, even more so when it was confirmed that they were making a campaign this time. Yeah. Because, you know, Respawn, formerly they were Infinity Ward, let's be honest. Admittedly, Infinity Ward still exists as a studio but all the people that mattered from that call of duty for modern warfare team yeah, yeah, yeah. went that off to respawn Zampella. so you got the guys who made like the greatest shooter campaign of the last couple of gens finally doing another campaign and by all accounts it really does live up to the promise that you know i mean it really that... is amazing and uh, it's it's staggering really because um like the amount of personality they've put into it is is lovely because it's a story now it's that sort of revolves around the bond between the the pilots who pilot these giant mechs uh, and the giant mechs are the titans um but the titans like have their own sort of like robo ai consciousness as well um and it's sort of this like odd couple story of what happens when uh, a, a pilot um takes over a, a well starts to pilot a titan that isn't his own and he's an aspiring pilot um and 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 sort of their their journey together and it's and it's really interesting but is it like proper buddy movie it type really stuff? is it's like buddy cop but if like your like buddy is like optimus prime <laughs> like, <laughs> it's incredible um and and like really fun but really the, the 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 massive standout thing of it is like those are like really adorable little like side jokes and stuff you use the d-pad basically to select uh just sort of like dialogue options between the two so they kind of have this sort of like casual little banter which is really nice um but the level design and like it's like every single mission it throws something new at you, which is exactly okay. what you want a game to do. Like when Thumper does that, which is like almost all of the time, I think you said in your review, like it's incredible, but it's when you can barely keep up with it and Typeful is such a fast game yeah. anyway, but then it's throwing all these incredible ideas at you and, and like none of them are overused <coughs> and um, so, so none of them are overused. Like every single time it throws something at you, you it's kind of just long enough to enjoy it. Mm. And then you're on to the next thing and it's incredible. And Tell you what, it's, oh, uh, it's a strong old year for shooters. It really is. Like, I mean, Overwatch, which is one of your favourites. I am still playing obsessively every night. <laughs> There's Doom, yeah. which might go down as the best shooter of the year. We'll see. Potentially. There's Titanfall 2. Yep. There's Battlefield 1, yep. which is great. Yep, yep, yep. There's COD, which I think we're out on the date of it's released? COD's release. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I've not... Ben's actually... He, he's run off because he's been banished by the Go to Shame. Uh, in, in the other hell realm that he's sitting now, I believe he is penning his card review. But we've heard early feedback and it's very promising. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, like what happened? Like this is great. And then there are like not quite the same, but you still got shooters on VR like 
rigs, yeah. which we gave a nine. Mm -hmm. um, if you can stomach rigs, and that's an important thing, if you can stomach <laughs> rigs, it's a very good yeah. game. Uh, yeah, 2016, who would have thought it? It's pretty nuts. And it, and it really... Oh, and the main one, Battleborn. Oh, of course, Battleborn. <laughs> Shooter of forever. I mean, I think you'll find it's Shooter Cross Moba. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> disqualified then yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly please please banish it away forever um anyway i want to know what you've been playing have you been playing the shooter <clears throat> do you really want to make me talk when i can't talk uh a little bit oh, yeah. go on just um, give us give us a gentle so so what have i been playing i've been oh destiny i've, I've got back into destiny oh you so have Rise of Iron. uh huh uh, although I've not played any of the Halloween event, Festival of the Lost. Oh, yeah, it's It's still okay. going, isn't it? Yeah, so. it is. It's, it's not my fave, I have to admit. Like, this year it kind of felt like a lot of stuff was locked off behind kind yeah. of Destiny's premium currency that you have to buy with, like, real money. I think I think just approaching it from a, playing the campaign, so I've not done the raid yet or the strike, so, so it's like the majority of the, wow, con okay. uh, <laughs> of, of the content. But from a campaign point of yeah. view, story, something where I can just sit on my own and play through I was a bit disappointed. Really? Because I massively enjoyed it. I think I think I felt the opening mission and the end mission were two of my favourite ever Destiny missions now. I think I can time. only remember one bit from that campaign. Well, two bits. One yeah. is going to Felwinter for the first one. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, and the other thing is right at the end, like the boss room of the final yeah. level. That's, yeah. That's pretty much all. I love all. that thing where you can see them all like hung up from the ceiling. I don't, I don't it's think so that creepy. The Archon's Forge is all right, but I, I think the new area is... Nowhere near as good as the Taking King's new area, yeah. the Dreadnought. Um, well, it's a reskin, right? Uh, because it's it's a reskin. Well, it's not though. It's I mean, it's in a sense thematically, it's Cosmodrome, but snowy, yeah. and sliced up. But like, it's actually a new area. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess and it, so. I don't know. It's just I I'd hoped for so much more from that. But like I say, I've not done the raid yet. I've not even done the strike, so there I mean, the are raid, there's lots of stuff. The still. raid is pretty impressive, and and the strike's really fun as well. I, I've talked about it before, but I think it does like a really good job of taking Destiny's original sort of like strike grind it yeah. formula and sort of playing with it a bit. Um, I I just thought it was a, a really really great expansion. I can definitely understand why people would be disappointed if they went in expecting the sort of Taken King yeah. levels of revelation. Um, but for me and what I wanted as a Destiny player. Um, and, and what I think Bungie wanted to do, I think it's exactly the right call for them because really it was the whole thing and, and the whole theme, right, is about like nostalgia and looking back on what Destiny was. And that's why we're seeing, you know, old places sort of covered in snow and made new. And that's why Galahorn's coming back. And it's about kind of really, really taking like the, the last two years and sort of summing mm. it up in a bow that goes, oh, look what we've done. Look what we've achieved. We've still got ideas in us, but really we're saving all of the mm. best bits for Destiny 2 when that comes out. Well, Destiny 2 is going to be... It's going to obliterate my life. Yeah. It, I, I know that already. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing some of that. I've been playing Skyrim for review. Man, that's a good game. Five years on from its original release, it's still like one of the best games you can buy. Yeah. Genuinely. Like, I was looking at the pile, Titanfall 2, which I need to jump into. Battlefield 1, I've not touched yet. World of Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest Builders. The pile of shame is crazy. And it's just like, I want to play all these games, but. Skyrim came in it's like you know what forget everything <laughs> I'm playing Skyrim again uh, and it I kind of want to say it hasn't let me down in a small way it has but that's largely down to Sony and their mod policy right like we have mods now on PlayStation 4 which is awesome but we've only got 
a few mods right. because of the restrictions in place, mm -hmm. the one gig file limit versus the five gig that Xbox players have. Uh, but the main thing is no external assets can be uploaded. So the, and we've talked about this in the mag before, the dream of the Thomas, the tank engine mod, dead, which guys. replaces dragons with Thomas who comes toots, toots and, and breathes fire on people. <laughs> uh, that won't happen on PS4. It might happen on it. It might already happen on Xbox. I don't know, but we're not getting that unless Sony changes the policy. And I think that's a crying shame. Mm. Now already the mods and the mods are, are tiny on PS4 compared with what you can get elsewhere. But already those small little mods can fundamentally change the game still and oh, add really? so much more. It's just like, even that makes me really happy to be playing those on PlayStation. Have you tried out any specific ones? Not yet, wanna... because when you use mods, they disable the trophies. Oh, right. Uh, and you reason, want to get reason trophies. Be, yeah, reason yeah. being, um, like you can just add mods that get you a trophy like that. Oh, uh, right. So people, so people just cheat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People would install a mod, get all the trophies in a few seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then not play trade it in i don't know uh, idiots uh, so um so i want to i want to get the trophies first of all and then i'm going to really start playing around with mods um but there are a few that i've got my eye on like there's there's stuff such as you can get a ring that gives you like a million extra points for your 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 carry slots oh so right you can okay. just you know in in elder scrolls you always go to a dungeon and you pick up like <laughs> a dwarvish hammer and you're like oh crap i, I can't to put i it. can't carry it like i'm over encumbered like that it just eliminates so instead that. of a, like a bag of holding it's like your ring of holding exactly. your ring of hoarding <laughs> <laughs> so so stuff like that there are things that just put loads of signposts all over skyrim so you know okay. where you're going without checking the map all the right. time right oh that's fun uh, i like that <clears throat> there's one really handy one actually is that because the skyrim special edition uh, includes all the dlc uh-huh the dawn guard uh, expansion adds vampires well it doesn't add vampires excuse me but it's it's very vampire heavy okay uh, and it's introduced through some vampire attacks in towns so you play in you go into a town and then like vampires will rush in and start killing people and you've got to kill them and then uh, you'll soon uh, meet someone who's like oh yeah we're recruiting for the dawn guard because there's a vampire problem the issue is that happens as early as character level eight, oh. which is quite early in the game. And you're not so actually you might it. only. It's not that bit. Like you're only really just starting on the path of the main quest, and then and suddenly the vampires. And like in. unless you react really well, like vampires can start slaughtering NPCs. Oh no! It's like, uh, and and Skyrim doesn't let critical quests give us die, or you, you don't lose those. Okay. So not like a Dark Souls deal. So no, but it's. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like the world's changing faster than I would ideally like. So there is one mod that actually eliminates the vampire attacks in towns, which is really good. Uh, and then there are other mods that add things such as law-based loading screens, uh, which is really cool. There's stuff which pushes like new castles and houses into the game so you can store loads more stuff. You can have all your armor on display. Uh, yeah, it's great. So, so that really changes the game in a big way. But I just know what it could have been yeah and it's really hard to take that to know that i'm having a lot of fun already but i could have so much more fun and mm. um, but you know cutting away all of that stuff forgetting about what might have been the game itself the base vanilla game now that it works on playstation properly which it didn't on, <laughs> on launch PS3. on ps3 no. <laughs> um oh it's sublime like it truly is it's such a great adventure 
Uh, it obviously has all the DLC, which makes it even better. And visually, it's it's a lot better than, than it was on PS3. It's not twenty six by you know by twenty sixteen standards. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's no Uncharted Four. Yeah, but it's comparable with a high end PC back five years ago, uh, and it performs really well. I've had a couple of little bits of slowdown, but really, it, it's really minor. It's you know it's definitely not hindered my experience at all, uh, and. And it's great. And just being in that world, just there's something about the Elder Scrolls music that just triggers memories in in me. Like it really happens with Oblivion a lot because I just lost weeks at a time at university to play in Oblivion. Uh, Skyrim, it wasn't quite as bad for me. Right. Um, but still, that music after five years, it's amazing how the memories come flooding back. Uh, and there's there's the interesting point of... The game is so vast that you can play it in a completely different way five years later. Oh, really? And have it a, have a, almost a different experience. So the quests are still the same, right? Okay. But you can have different resolutions to those quests. The, the great thing that they do in Skyrim is that it feels like every quest or every side quest you do, you can resolve it in one or two different ways. So the order that you do them in, the way you resolve them, there are things I've found going back into it that I never found five years ago. So it feels like there's still a world there to discover. That's a big old game. Um, and you are playing it differently this time around. You're yes and no. Yes, yes and no. no. I, I'm still I so I was uh, a dark elf in Oblivion. Uh I, I was definitely a dumber guy. But for Skyrim I felt I I felt obligated to be a Nord. Okay. So I was a Nord five years ago and I'm a Nord again now. So I've not changed that. But there there are some things I'm doing different. Okay. Um yeah it's funny games like that i was having a conversation with someone about this the other day how um even when you go back into games and games you love there's there's certain things where you feel like oh well i have to do that because that's that's just how i do it like yeah. even even though you're like oh i do want to see what other you content wanna, the game like, has to offer yeah you might want to tackle it purposefully to do yeah. a different route yeah. to explore something else however when you when it comes to the yeah your time, heart is like no i can't not i was talking you about with this. this with life is strange yeah because right? i went back to platinum it and i was like oh well instead of you there's a mode on the menu where you can just go in and just sort of hoover up the bits and bobs and photos you haven't taken you have to take all the photos to get the platinum um but i was like no i'll play it all through again because i loved it um and uh well i had to do a lot of different things to kind of get the photos and then rewind and stuff like that um the main decisions i'd be like oh well i've got to, i've got to choose the different ending to see what it is and i'm gonna like you know annoy kate on this bit to see how it goes and when it came to it when you're so involved in a game like be it skyrim or be it life is strange or be it anything like sometimes like you project so much of yourself into it you're like i can't not do what i would do and yeah. so many people i've talked to about this like do the exact same thing it's so funny you you're see, like even though you know you're cheating yourself out of like a massive say, portion yeah. of the game but, but, uh, um, that same word though i'd use that to describe if you were using the game you know if, if you're almost using the game yeah if you were picking stuff that wasn't true to you i'd feel like i were cheating the game out of it oh really yeah like i found that with the first mass effect i really struggled mm. to get into it um beyond a certain point on xbox until i just told myself i need to stop doing it for the achievements right yeah i need to play it as if it were me yeah so i was trying to be like super paragon or super renegade I just couldn't get beyond a certain point. And I thought, I just have to accept I can't get all the achievements, but play it 
so that I am kind in the situations I think I will be kind or I will cuss someone out if they were being a dick. Um, and I had to let go of the idea that I was going to like max everything out yeah. and do everything, but play it my way. And as soon as I did that, I totally fell into it. I was you like, know, this Matt, is my game. There's a deeper lesson about life to be learned there, I know, perhaps. I know. I know. Um, <sighs> shall we talk about the new issue? Yeah, let's talk about some video games. Specifically, do you want to talk about the new issue? Because I'm losing my voice. Yeah. How about we talk about, I would say, my little half of cover town um, do you want to talk about the wallet first or well yeah the the wallet is a lovely lovely mashup of um the two cover features basically that uh, uh matt and i wrote um so the main the main uh, event on our cover as you will be able to see quite obviously in lovely luminous orange uh and with some very grim looking faces staring out at you is resident evil 7 biohazard to, to be fair I look like one of those faces right now. You and do I probably a bit. sound like one of them. You do a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think there's a, a a good lot of Matt we can see in the <laughs> Mr. Central there, one of the bakers. Um, you've got the Baker family from Resident Evil 7. Uh, on the wallet, yeah, just saying hi. Um, Matt went to play, um, I believe it was the Lantern demo, wasn't it? I played a couple of demos. A few uh, of Capcom them, yeah. In VR. Um, people hadn't played the, the Lantern demo in VR before. So I did that. We chatted to the producer. Um, yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff in that. Mm. Um, there's going to be some more interesting stuff in the future as well. Yes. Mm, what could that mean? Mm, secrets. Um, um, yes, obviously you are the authority on everything Resi. Um, so you really had to dig around in those demos um, and just sort of applied all your knowledge of the series. Didn't you to sort of pick out some some things going on there. It's sounding very exciting. You can read all about that in the issue. Um, and the other thing on the wallet, sort of peeling back the edges, naughty, naughty, is my favourite boy, uh, oh, the man in the Moji mask. Uh, wrench himself from Watch Dogs 2, um, which is Ubisoft's new sort of open world hackathon, uh, sequel to uh, the original Watch Dogs, which was a bit grey and grim. Uh, bit 7 out of 10. Bit 7 out of 10, uh, as uh, slapped on by Matthew Pellet um, himself. Literally put a 7 out of 10 on it. Yep. Um, and Watch Dogs 2 is much more colourful and sort of bursting, bursting onto the onto the front of the wallet. Also, sort of wrench, wrench popping up in the um, in the bottom left corner there. Um, so I went over to Paris, uh, very short flying visit, sort of there and back in 24 hours um, to play uh, a good chunk of uh, um, the first mission, basically. Um, so it's around uh, two hours, I think. Uh, I went hands on with it, um, and I sort of played. Uh, through most of the first mission and a lot of sort of open world stuff as well. It's a really, really, really fun game. Um, and came back very excited about it. Yeah, it <laughs> um, But to be honest, Jen, when do you not come back excited about true. something? That's true. It's like, very I, I could have given you Carmageddon to play this year. <laughs> and I'm sure oh, you would come have come on. back excited I have it. some taste. <laughs> I have some taste. Um, but yeah, so I went over, uh, played the game, wrote a lovely uh, six-page feature, I believe. Uh, totting them all up in my head uh, on what I saw and what I played. Um, uh, so really what I was really interested to see um, was how the campaign would look um, and some of the more like story structure would look um, because I wanted to see right if it was going to be funny and not cringy because you've all seen the sort of like dead sec, like hacker style. Uh, we've, we've all cringed at those videos. You've all cringed. I mean, I have a higher tolerance for those sort of things, I think. So I wanted to go over and I wanted to see, is this genuinely going to be funny? Because if it makes me cringe, 
um, we're all going to be in trouble. And I'm delighted to report that it's actually really, really funny. I think there was one line in it that made me cringe. Um, I originally came back and I was like, nothing made me cringe. It's a miracle. There was one line that made me cringe while I was uh, doing a mission where uh, Marx was like, oh man, that's so analog. I was like, okay, that's a step too far. That's a wow. step too far. But the, all the all the cutscenes sort of uh, wrench and Marcus interacting, kind of interacting with the rest of the dead set crew. Um, really, really genuinely funny. Um, uh, and I, I literally can't wait to play more of the story, which is a massive surprise to me because really it's it's the open world stuff that I love messing around if, with. If Watch Dogs 2 doesn't have a scene where Wrench is killed and his emoji goggles go to two X's, that game is dead to me. If it happens, I may cry. Oh, I genuinely love if it. If that happens, it'll be a game of the year contender for me. <laughs> if it doesn't, it's dead to me. It's that simple. <laughs> Kill him off because no. he's a dick. But use his emoji goggles in a really funny way. I'd be that's, so, that's my one wish for if, that game. If he dies, I'll be so sad. I'll be oh, so Jen. sad. Um, so I, I went and I went and I played around with it. I um, really the abiding memory I have is of uh, one mission in the campaign. I think it was the the second mission in I played where you have to hack into this like super futuristic house, um, and it's got I write about it a lot in the feature in detail. But it's it's kind of surrounded by all these red laser fences, um, and there's little robots sort of trundling around the house that are sort of digital guards. Um, so really, your aim is to sort of sneak up to the perimeter as Marcus, um, and all of the laser fences and the many cameras all around this like super swish pad and all the robots they can all be sort of hacked off by using marcus's phone hacked off <laughs> turned say. off hacked into and turned off uh and potentially hacked off if they get all angry um but you can you can turn them off but they only turn off for so long they're kind of on like sleep timers um so it's kind of this really interesting exercise in timing uh where you have to sort of turn off the fences and the robots and then you have to kind of pick the area of cover and shadow you're going to sneak into and hopefully like um, a camera blind spot if you bring up your net hack view which is kind of like eagle vision from yeah. assassin's creed you because can, it's you not can... like ubisoft would reuse ideas no never games. never never hey i didn't spot a single tower wow i really didn't um <laughs> so yeah towers no towers confirmed but um yeah so you can kind of see where the cameras are looking and their field of vision stuff okay. um so it's like this really sort of like fun uh almost like labyrinthine like quest into this house to get into this house sort of safely without triggering any of the alarms or making any of the little robots give you like emoji angry eyes <laughs> on their little faces but it was oh, great because they were so fun because i made so much so like friends with them because you could hack them uh to uh play tunes so i had like several of them like blasting out all these tunes um and not dobbing on me basically as i snuck oh, in dear. and i had i had dead kennedys like in my earpiece um because you can play um you pick up songs as collectibles around san fran in san francisco um and you can sort of like set your own soundtrack for like going and like messing stuff up in missions it's so much fun I so I'm definitely too old for this oh, game. So good. I had Dead Kennedys playing. I was like sneaking in. Um, it was so much fun. And also you can set the robots um, to sort of go all like love struck and love crazed. And I, I, I like saw the heart symbol and I was like, huh, I guess it just makes it friendly. So I clicked it and it went like 
crazy and just started barreling down like from from the outskirts of the house onto the road and I was like oh my god and there was like a group of uh, pedestrians walking past and it just like smashed into them like super violent like hold me and I was like oh my gosh and I was laughing and then it like came back at me <laughs> so oh, it was really more of an impediment than anything but it was really funny and that was sort of like my my overall impression of it was that it's such an experimental thing and and the world's so reactive and the pedestrians will sort of be attacked by these robots and then maybe they'll like call the police and the police will come and meanwhile I'm on the other side of the house trying to get into the mm. the house and the the world sort of carries on without you um so like any sort of like little mistake or like happenstance sort of triggers off these sort of hilarious chains of events um, in a way that the first game never really managed. It was yeah. always kind of like, oh, do this for the sake of this. And it felt very linear, whereas in this way, that you, it felt like you'd be a lot more creative with the way that you do things. Um, and I, I genuinely got a sense of that. And it made me want to almost like Hitman-esque, like, you know, the new Hitman has those sandbox levels. It felt genuinely a sort of thing where you'd be able to go back into levels and do it in different ways. Um, it, really, I had the most fun getting things wrong. So you can read a lot about me getting a lot of things wrong um, with often like quite hilarious results in that um, in that feature. And I just had a lot of fun with it, which massively surprised me because after that first game, I thought, you know, maybe it's just going to be another super serious, you know, hacker justice hacktivist stuff. But really, it's 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 a lot more sort of lighthearted than that. And I think that's where a lot of the fun of the game will come from but let's be serious for a moment oh. you properly do love wrench i do in watchdogs I do. you love his emoji goggles i do do you wish that you could turn your playstation vr into a set of emoji goggles hmm i hadn't thought of that matt do you know of a way that i could turn my playstation vr into a set of wrench-esque emoji well, goggles? i've just i've just looked in this wallet here sound Ooh. effects Ooh. and there's a sheet <laughs> and there's a sheet of emoji decals <gasps> So wait, I, I think that's wait, your face. Hang on. Whose face is that? I didn't sign off on this. <laughs> so I think if you stick these emoji decals <laughs> on your VR headset, then it will look like you have an emoji face. You too can use the X's and make Matt's dream come true of Wrench's emoji goggles showing a dead face. Yeah, yes. we've got a ton of different symbols on a sticker sheet um, that you can just pop right on your uh, PSVR and it yeah. basically just makes... You look like you're doing stupid faces. Please don't spell out rude words. Please don't. Because that is possible. Or anything we've, we've phallic tried, in shape. We've tried. Uh, I feel like we, we might have just accidentally issued a challenge. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Just reverse. Please <laughs> no, really don't try don't. to make a phallus. Uh, so, so that's one of the three gifts this month. We've also got a dual poster for uh, WWE 2K17 and Mafia 3, which is really cool. Um, what else have we got this month? So we've got my Resi feature, yeah. uh, which uh, I really don't want to talk about Aww. now, just because I don't think my voice can handle it. Yeah. But I played a lot of Resi 7 uh, in VR. We chatted to the producer who said some super interesting things. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff in there that I think others might not have picked up on mm -hmm. when they played things. So I, I properly played it through multiple times, you know checking, checking everything. Um but enough about that. Uh, we have we have a little colouring in section. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. There's this an is official amazing. like there's a PlayStation colouring book coming out next month or this month. We're November, aren't we? Uh, and we've got a couple of pages about it, including a whole page 
for Aloy from Horizon. So, you know what? Get your pens out. Get your crayons if it works on these pa in this paper. I don't know. Uh, get colouring and send us your pictures. Yeah, you can We'd tweet love us. To see, we'd love to see that. Yeah, tweet us uh, at OPM underscore UK if you're listening to the podcast and you've got the issue and you want to colour in uh, Aloy and uh, send us a picture. It's so amazing. There's like three little ones as well. Yeah, there's, uh, there's Sackboy from Little Big Planet, there's Kratos from God of War and there's Nathan Drake from Uncharted 4. Um, so, yeah, get crafty um, and send us your pictures. We might... Well, we'll certainly retweet them. <laughs> uh, we might even stick some in letters next month. <gasps> yeah, that we'll have good. to see. That'd be we'll, a colourful. We'll see what you have. Colourful letters. And um, what else have we got? This issue. So we have got some Mass Effect stuff. I caught up with the creative director of Mass Effect Andromeda, so he gave us some more insight into what to expect from Mass Effect. I'll give you some insight right now, <gasps> listeners. Uh oh. You can expect more Mass Effect next issue uh, uh, which you'll also find out if you go to the next month page yeah yeah if you look at the back page of this um, issue you'll see but we're we're a week from dead or not even a week from deadline at this point there's some tasty stuff in the issue uh we have um what else have we got jen oh, well, i've got the issue in front of me well we've got the coolest playstation adverts we do that's there's fun. some really funky adverts we've got a lot of reviews yeah i was gonna say it's the review section it's really a hefty review which section. is massive um, There's PSVR stuff. Yeah, we've got 14 single-page reviews alone, um, which should give Have you we? an idea. Did you yep. count up? Yep, 14. I counted them all. And that's only the single pages, so that's not including like the little third of a page ones we do and the, bigger the ones. Two pages, four pages? Yeah, well, exactly. So 14 single alone, like you should know how massive it is. They tend to be VR games that we sort of rattled through, yep. played all of them uh extensively bringing you our thoughts on them including if there's a chance if they'll make you vom or not which is key info um Very but important. there's there's three gold awards in that issue alone. i mean that's unprecedented well it might not be unprecedented but in my half dead state i can't <laughs> remember when we last gave away three gold awards and they're, in a single issue. they're all psvr right they are. Yeah, they are. Oh, wait, did we give away any golds elsewhere? Do you know what? I don't think we did. No, I think I it might think have been did. the VR issue. Sparkling English. came close. We've got some nines elsewhere, but there are three VR games, and there are two VR games with editors awards <gasps> as well. It's a strong old month for reviews. Yeah, it's and been it, crazy. You know what? It's a really strong month for previews as well. We've got uh, Prey gameplay uh, previewed. We've got Horizon Zero Dawn previewed. For Honor, we went hands on with that some Detroit, some Killing Floor 2, like some good games in our preview section. Uh, some good games in our new section as well, including Dishonored. Uh, we sent Ben to play some Dishonored 2. He came back very, very happy. Um, lots of horror games. Oh yeah, Little Nightmares. Um, I mean, Halloween's gone now, but this was out before <laughs> Halloween. So we wanted to give you some horror stuff uh, for the Halloween issue. So we just uh, had a closer look at some horror games that are coming out on PS4. Some good scares in the, you know, in the distance. Basically, lots of good games in the magazine. Pick it up, especially if you want that double whammy um, of, uh, of a features section, uh, definitely. Um, and all the games that you care about and might be curious about on VR reviewed uh, and on regular PS4 too. So... I really want to talk about the next issue. We can't yet. No, we can't. But You've already given away too much. But there's some good stuff. I know. There's some good features. <laughs> There's some really good features. Yeah, there are. You know, Red Dead, Christmas. It, was it this podcast or was it the previous attempt? We, cause we I tried think it this. was the previous one we where I may have... We tried this three have, times uh... and we talked about the Christmas gift guide that you've done. 
I've lost track of it. Yeah, which which attempted podcast start worked and oh which didn't. Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Um, good job I wasn't losing my voice for all those other two. I talked loads in those other ones as well. Um, yeah, certain certain sci-fi game perhaps. Maybe. Um, and lots more reviews. I just feel like... Our life is reviews wow. now. I mean, even more so than usual. And next <laughs> issue, crazy. we've got like beyond the one we're working on right now, I've seen the review section for next month as well. It's, Oh my word. Yeah, that is actually super meaty. They seem to have all, it's all these shooters, among other things. Like, there's so many, like, game of the year contenders as, as well, I think, just makes it such a such a glittering review section. We'll see if they sort of measure up to our yeah, expectations. Yeah, we're looking at our you know, prospective game of the year list. And we've just got, like, loads of holes where it's like, well, you know, Dishonored 2. I mean, I'll be shocked if Dishonored 2 isn't like yeah. right near the top. We'll I, th to I think that can challenge big. Uncharted 4. I really do. You do? Yeah, I, I do. I think it's got that potential. We'll see. I, I could be totally wrong. But based on the original's quality, um, so there's that, there's Final Fantasy, there's The Last Guardian. I'm just looking at it and thinking, oh boy, like 2016. I mean, in it, earlier in the year, you know what? I thought it felt like it was gearing up to be a bit of a disappointing year. Everyone said that to me and I keep all year i mean as i would i have been like vehemently defending i mean everyone forgets that like dark souls 3 was released at the yeah. beginning of the year the witness was released at the beginning street of the year Five. street fighter 5 was overwatch released at the beginning of the year was well overwatch was more towards summer i think okay. yeah but i mean Alan, there's so many that you forget about just because they came out sort of january february march time i mean everyone's forgotten about the division well poor, yeah poor the division. Oh, i knew that would happen firewatch although you're not keen on firewatch. i'm not keen on firewatch but i know matt and ben uh, share a, a shared love. Of it's not it. my game of the year list, but it's it's a really strong game. So yeah, it's there's tons of stuff. It's a really real good job that Mass Effect got put back to next year, yeah. and uh, and that Red Dead isn't coming out this year, and Horizon got put back to next year. Even then, like we've because, been, we've been you know putting together the. I rest mean, imagine of it. if they came out like this month. You just like I, I, I give up. Well, three I, I, shooters is like too much already. What, I'm Battlefield, having, Titanfall, I'm having to pick one max two oh, it's nuts what oh boohoo boohoo us well i'm picking Titanfall two right. definitely but i'm also massively curious about battlefield one i think i'll give cod a miss just because i feel like i've played cods before mm. battlefield one Titanfall two titan titanfield titanfall two um feel like they're doing the most differently i guess although um ben has sort of sneakily on the sneak given me some rather exciting tidbits about uh cod's campaign hey i'm i'm all up for cod this year like that is you want to talk about stuff doing you know a game doing stuff differently oh, that's deep space combat yeah. cod hasn't you've had a little bit of space section before in, in call of duty campaigns but this is full-on full-on space yeah i'm totally down for infinite warfare I've but got... I'm also totally down for the other two. So <laughs> that's the thing. I'm so like enmeshed in Titanfall two right now. I can't see. I can't see how it's going to go any more places from where I am in the campaign right now. But I am assured it does. Um, so I can't wait to play more of that. So uh, to celebrate our Resident Evil cover of the current <gasps> issue, Ben threw out a question on 
Facebook and Twitter. And then left me with all of the replies. He did. Thanks, uh, man. What was it? Was it, what's your favourite Resi moment? Yeah, what's your favourite moment in the Resident Evil series? Um, we've got a mixture of answers. Some predictable, some less predictable. Um, we've got Rich Widdison saying, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will say this, but it has to be the dogs in Resi 1. And everyone says this. I feel yeah. like when I ask devs, all the devs end yeah, up saying, yeah. it's got to be the dogs. <laughs> it scared the crap out of me. Um, I think we've got other people saying that as well. Yeah, uh, Neil Sedis on Facebook, the dog's jumping through the window in the original Resi game. I nearly cacked my pants, just censoring you there, uh, Neil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think um, a lot of a lot of the best moments sort of seem to uh, be coming from the first game. Resi 1, when you see that first zombie, couldn't believe how amazing it looked after playing 8 and 16-bit games. <laughs> Um, yeah, playing. Well, I guess uh, I guess it's a moment that's not in the game, but just generally, we've got Paul May on Facebook as well saying playing the first one for the first time of the originals. Most recent playing the kitchen demo in VR. So that's good a good demo. that's a good bookender for Resi, I have to say. Um, who else have we got? Oh yeah, real original from the PS One when I first saw the hunter scene, and after the scene, it was walking from the door slow and out of nowhere killed me lol <laughs> what about you matt like you're a massive resi fan and i really want to hear i think you try and pick one. <laughs> oh crikey like i mean obviously the original has a ton of stuff that really resonates um i, I don't want to just say the dogs like i think when the hunter first follows you back from the guardhouse mm. that was a that was a terrifying moment especially because it swiped forward and i think took my head off straight away before <sighs> i even knew what had happened literally david callahan's just said this Has i'm said reading that? the first hunter appearance one swing knocked my head off oh my god didn't play again or sleep for days <laughs> I, don't, I, david, I honestly did i, I didn't see any him. of these answers stop ripping so, off david <laughs> so um so i think that is great i think uh mix up the v jolt to screw plant 42 uh that was that that was a really empowering moment in that game. Um, Yawn, the snake boss, like that was pretty terrifying. Um, and just like some of the puzzles are really memorable, like the the Jill sandwich, the shotgun. But also knowing that oh, if you pick up the if you play as Jill, if you pick up the grenade launcher first, you have to um, swap the shotgun with the broken one because Barry won't save you. Right. Okay. If you get the shotgun before the grenade launcher, then he will save you. Uh, and you don't right. have to do that sequence. So, so understanding how those things work and really appreciating the depth to which the developers went to construct these puzzles. Yeah. But my all-time number one favorite Resi moment, if you forced me to pick one, we're doing it. Gunpoint. It's going to be from Resident Evil Remake. Okay. Because so I was someone who worshipped and idolized this series. Uh, on playstation and i bought i initially bought a gamecube purely on the basis of resident evil coming out exclusively on the gamecube obviously that's not the case now but back then it was only available you had to get uh, it so i had to but you know gamecube was 130 quid on launch and i had a whale of a time it's one of my favorite consoles so good got rogue squadron and luigi's mansion all that stuff at launch it's brilliant <laughs> super monkey ball etc et it's all about the original however resident evil remake i i remember booting it up for the first time like visually still to this day i think it's a gorgeous game um and i was i was blown away by the looks and then i went into that first corridor where you get the zombie mm. and there was another door there and i just lost my shit i was like <laughs> that door wasn't there before but in a good way i'm a real stickler for things being true to the original but in this instance i wasn't annoyed that they'd added stuff i was yeah. super oh happy gosh, more, super excited more presents like, to unwrap i don't know what is behind that door and i think uh, like there was like a 
an L-shaped corridor and then there was a nice skewed camera angle and there's a mirror on the wall. It's like, oh, wow. And I think that like, is a pinpoint moment personally, but in terms of a moment in that game, it has to be Lisa Trevor because that was like an entirely new monster that they added. So were the Crimson Heads. It's like rather than just zombies, you had Crimson Heads who you had to burn. If you didn't do that, once they were killed, they would come back as scary and more powerful zombies that could charge through doors to get you. So that that just <laughs> like added extra terror to it. But Lisa Trevor was just this amazing creation for the remake. Um, and there's like this Amish zombie as well in the cemetery behind the house, which was again a new addition for remake. There are so many things like the way that they changed the shark encounter in that game, tons of stuff. But but yeah, the the Lisa Trevor as a single moment like the first encounter with her and later when you actually do fight her um it's great it's such a good game do you know what i'm looking through because i'm just the, i i can think of my two favorites so i'll Go name dot true and then maybe i'll think one but they're both from resident evil 4 okay. which i love yeah. i think it's my favorite resi by far um although i haven't played all of them so i'm sure you're gonna get out annoy me for that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um mine are both from resident evil 4 and i can't see anyone saying this um but i am trying to pick between um please say dr salvador when he takes your head off oh, i'm trying to pick between the knife fight okay krauser knife fight krauser knife fight with uh, uh leon and krauser or um, like the first 10 minutes of the game okay. with uh, the village fight. Yeah. That's... I... <sighs> oh, Dr. Salvador's part of that. I guess so, or... yeah. But it, it was just generally, I, I just remember sort of like walking through this village. It's disgusting is yeah. like my overriding memory of it. And it's funny, like listening to you talk about um, kind of the new resi and, and how you're kind of walking around this house and it's grimy and it's filthy. And uh, I, I, I remember seeing that in resi 4 and, and just feeling like, oh my God. Ick. I don't want to be here. So I I used to edit Games Master okay. magazine, multi-format mag. But before I was editor, I I was I was um, I was dep on there, and I, that was during the point when it had its two hundred and fiftieth issue, mm -hmm. and I had the stupid idea. It turned out to do the two hundred and fifty greatest gaming moments of what? all time. And I no. put I put that village scene in a. I'm trying to think now. It might have gone in at three. I think it was either yes, two or three. So strong. Or maybe it was four. It was definitely top five. But yeah, the opening to Resi 4, the village scene. I tell is... you why. Because, like, it's not completely hinged on, like, jump scares. No. Like, just walking around. Um, like, it was just horrible. It was horrible to I mean, me. That, that, I remember that 10, it really, really scaring really, me as a young one. Really sums up, like, how everything that you know about the game has changed. Yeah, yeah. Forget everything. Yeah. This is a new beast. Yeah and it does not take prisoners like it will be relentlessly brutal and it has no qualms about killing you yeah. unfairly it yeah. seems it's not unfair uh, it took me a few guys to like, like it's unfair. get through it and that is a very scary thing to try and overcome tell you what else... the, the only thing i think that has dulled the effect of that scene through, and, and genuinely like if you ask me to name some of my favorite gaming moments of all yeah. time that will be up yeah, there yeah. on the top of the list um but the only thing that's like dulled it a little is overexposure because right. heading into that game it's the thing that all the mags were talking about right okay and certainly so after it it's the thing that everyone talked about and i don't want to say it was ruined i think it would have had more of an impact no the thing that was ruined on resi 4 the thing that really annoyed me was that in the preview stages capcom revealed that ada was coming back no why did they do that's that? such a huge moment like she was dead in resi 2 that's why so did you tell mean. people that she was coming back 
as a player, as an obsessive over that series, I would have like jumped up off my seat and like jumped around the room when that cutscene hit, thinking, "Oh my god, they've brought her back from the dead." She's alive. But I freaking like read it in an issue of NGC. <laughs> no, that's so like, sad. Damn it. We've got someone here. So it's uh, Payalnik uh, on Twitter saying Ada falling down in Resi Two. Yeah, like, that was sad. Like, face yeah, that was is one a, of his big moments. Such yeah. a big moment in Resi Law, and, and you know Resi Law is dumb. I, I won't <laughs> pretend it isn't. However, it still means something. Well, up until a point, up until Resi Five wrecked it, <laughs> like still means a lot yeah. to, to us fans. Yeah. Um, See, I was glad that that changed. But you know what, Resi 4, you could pick about 15 moments in that oh, game. You didn't so talk good. about the siege scene. I know, I know. Th- that's the or thing. The that's why I'm monster. so surprised that no one's gone Resi 4. And the- I was going, come the lake on monster. now. The troll monster. Like, like LG Gigante. It's like, oh my word, that Crazy. that alone was like surely a top five what a game. in that game. What a game. It's so good. We've got someone, we've got someone repping uh, Resi 6, which was, oh, was really? it was all right. They say, oh. they say it's Aaron Potter um, on Twitter. He says, although not the best entry when Leon and Chris first encounter each other in Resi 6, seeing them together uh, was epic. Hey, I prefer Resi 6 to 5. So. Yeah, well. <sighs> what else have we got here? Oh no, we've got Resi 4. The <gasps> oh, merchant. No, we do. <gasps> oh yeah. Uh, what are you selling? <laughs> Gabrielle Anversa says, <laughs> What are you buying? Buy? What are you, what are you selling? selling? Yeah. I'll buy that at a high price. All right. Of course. Fair, fair, Gabrielle. So yeah. Yeah, seems, Resi 4 fans. I'll tell you what, there are a few gaming series that can offer as many like definitive moments as Resi. That's why I can't wait to see what Resi 7 is going to be. We've not like. even talked about the cheesy dialogue from the first one, the master of lockpicking. <laughs> All that stuff. Or the fact that Barry Burton takes three friggin' shots from a magnum and to kill that first zombie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the zombie gets up and shum- yeah, you know, shuffles off afterwards. Yeah. Bullet sponge. It's a single shot kill weapon. <laughs> as soon as you get that, yeah. you pop like... heads with one shot. Yeah. Barry sucks. Yeah, Barry does suck. Like, I love Barry. <laughs> Everyone loves Barry. But dude, get a better aim. I like, do. I do wonder what um, combat in the new one's going to be like. I don't, just because one of those one of the things about that village scene I remember that like really like freaked me out and I wonder whether they'll do something similar in Resi Seven especially because it's going to be VR compatible is um, you having to like stop still when you were shooting in Resi Four um, in yeah but I remember doing that for the first time in the village scene. It makes you feel so vulnerable. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they do something like that in Resi 7. My, well, I mean, we have no idea. Um, well. Oh, oh no. Oh, mm, mm. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that because um, like, it would obviously like decrease the idea of like motion sickness yeah. and sort of like moving as well as trying to aim a gun. It's like those two things at war in VR, which can often make you feel a bit queasy. Um, so I'd like to see that. Sort of. I, I don't know. Um, don't you? What do I? Stop smiling! <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was all for Resi 4's static combat. Yeah. However, I would say that Dead Space proved it could work with, you know, you moving and shooting. Right, like, okay. Genuinely, I, I, think, I think they messed it up when they tried to implement that in 5 and yeah. 6. Yeah. But I, I do have time for the... I, I totally defend the static shooting in 4. Yeah. But I also have time for move and shoot because Dead Space proved that okay. it could it could work and it could work well. And there's a place in Resi for that to function. Maybe it'll be a mix. Um, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You've given me all the secret glances. Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill you after this. Uh Shall we end it there? Yeah, let's, because you need to have some honey and lemon. Yeah, th- uh, thank you very much for listening. I apologise profusely for my voice. 
um, which is bad at the best of times, mm. but especially today. And any nonsensical ramblings, just put it down to bugs. Um, so, yes, I need to go and send a magazine. You do. But thank you for taking much of the, you know, the, the for leading the charge when it comes to talking. Jen. Yeah. Well, I got you onto Resi and you were absolutely fine. I think you're faking oh, yeah. it. I think <laughs> yeah, you're totally could... faking it. You're like, oh, this, this, this. I'm like, all right, calm down. Yeah, supposed to be ill. Anyway, that's th my baby. Yeah, thank you for um, sending in your sort of favourite Resi moments. That's really nice to just sort of look back. Um, uh, and if you want to read about more of the new Resi and what Matt has managed to spot in the, in the number of demos he played, um, he's written a massive feature on it in the new mag, which is out now. It's got those horrible mugs on the cover of the Baker family, so you will be able to pick spot up it. that issue. Pro tip: Ooh. subscribe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pro tip: because actually, this month's subscriber cover, you won't be able to get it now if you subscribe. But it is amazing. Well, don't say that. Oh. Like that's wait. What month? But this about? one, well, I mean, this oh, Resi one. Yeah. Oh, see, Matt's thinking of a future cover that we I've... have coming up. So there, <laughs> there is still time to get this. Oh, is there a subscriber have... one? Not this one. No. We're getting confused here. Yeah, I know. The Let, next Let's one. be very clear. The next one. Listeners, if you subscribe now, you will be able to get... So I've been working on a very special, super secret thing for a couple of issues time. Yeah. So there is still time to subscribe to ensure that you will be one of the few subscribers with this super special. It's super cover. limited edition and amazing. I'm so I'm more excited about this cover than I have been about I don't know anything in the two and a half years <laughs> that I worked on OPM. Whoa, big words. Big words. So yeah, pro tip: do subscribe, and then you get all those lovely art covers, especially this lovely special one we've got coming up in a couple of issues time. Um, but you can buy the mag on shelves, it's out now. Um, grab it, you'll get either the Resi cover or the Watchdogs cover in the wallet. It's 50-50. 50-50. Even chance. Both gorgeous in their own way, in their and own special way. They look quite way. similar. Like you've got the, the douchebags of Watchdogs 2. Uh, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Rich is a beautiful man beautiful man i uh i genuinely actually do really like the game I love but uh it, it's fun to wind jen up in the office <laughs> i know ben so I does do it, it all lots. the time as I well he's lots. like oh but i i do like the watchdogs cover because it is bright so you've got five of them staring into your eyes on the watchdogs <laughs> cover and you've got three of them staring into your eyes on the resi cover it looks like we've commissioned uh <laughs> artwork for both to come in the same it's just how it happened. They ended yeah. up being the same artwork. Yeah, you just have to make direct eye contact. There's no getting away from it. Um, yeah, go and pick that up. That's on shelves now. Look forward to the next issue that Matt has probably already told you way too much about. Oh, yes. That is going to be on shelves. 22nd of November. 22nd of November. Oh, one interesting thing to know about that issue is that usually we give you a free calendar in december in late december we're actually bringing that forward a month so your annual um opm calendar that will be that issue so 22nd november nice and early uh, just get it up on the wall like month early why not it look it's going to look amazing trust me and we've already um, filled in some crucial dates for you including some release dates yeah we've not done that before so we've always just had it blank when it comes to the dates apart from the number obviously uh, but we've put some uh, we've put all the mag dates you know when opm is going to be coming out and we've put in dates for shows such as e3 and tgs just so you're aware of 
the big things that are going to be happening yeah. next year. Get it organised. Get it organised. It's going to be a massive, massive year. Um, so, yeah, thank you again for all of your answers to our Resi question. Um, you can always get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at OPM underscore UK. We're also on Facebook as Official PlayStation Magazine UK. Just type us in the search bar. Um, we've also got an email if you want to send us uh, any sort of little email letters in we put them in the mag every month um and if we particularly like yours we'll make you star letter and give you a prize um so that is opm at futurenet.com um but yeah do get in touch you can tweet me and matt and ben so matt is at paloki on twitter i am at it's Jensim, and ben is at ben tyra go and shame him for not being here because he messed the podcast up and now he's doing something stupid like twice. writing a magazine. He messed it up twice. <laughs> so go and shame him. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>